Hello, and welcome to the Commit to Fit podcast with Gina Marie Burke. I am on a mission to help women find their strength inside and outside of the gym and create a life they absolutely love. Today is the very first episode, and I am so excited to share my story with you. This is going to be part one because I feel like part one for me is kind of growing up, college life, and pre-business. And part two is going to be at the start of my online fitness business in March of 2021. That episode will come out on Wednesday this week. I absolutely used to think that personal stories, you know, your own struggles or celebrations were not necessarily worth sharing. And I think that comes from some deep-rooted insecurities, not wanting people to know about my past, feeling vulnerable, sharing some things that I haven't talked about in a very long time, or things that just feel like they were a past life ago. But I have learned that your story is what makes you who you are, and more people can relate and resonate to your story than you will ever know. And looking back, you can actually see some things differently than you had before or when you were going through something because your perspective has changed, your thoughts, your beliefs have changed. So now I tend to look at my struggles as a learning experience or lessons that I'm grateful for. And I am grateful for all of them because as hard as they were going through them, it was a blessing in disguise. So I want to flash back to high school where I got my start with fitness. I was a cross country and track and field runner. We would run what, like five, six, seven, eight miles a day. Ask me if I do that now, absolutely not. And looking back, that was the start of my love for fitness and working out. I liked to move my body. I felt good when I worked out. Even the 4 a.m. wake up calls to swim on our cross training days. I genuinely felt better when I got some movement. And so my senior year of high school, I definitely fell off the bandwagon of sports. I finished out the fall cross country season and decided not to pursue track in the spring semester. I was really just checked out of high school and my parents were divorced and I lived with my mom and she was a busy woman. So I had a lot of free time to myself or with my brothers and being 18 as a senior, getting a little taste of freedom, I definitely took it too far. My brothers and I got in trouble a lot. We were definitely doing things we were not supposed to and you know, we would have parties at our house. We were all smoking weed. It was a low key disaster, but Anyways, I was fortunate enough to receive a full-ride scholarship to the University of Illinois through the Chick Evans Scholarship Program. And if you're not familiar, it is a program that helps golf caddies get to college. So yes, I was a golf caddy all of high school, if you can believe it. And of course, there's some other criteria to qualify for the scholarship, but I was ecstatic about receiving this scholarship. But Ecstatic was short-lived because June after I graduated from high school, some of those bad habits that I had been cultivating did not serve me well. My admission to U of I was rescinded because I tanked my grades my last semester of high school. And as an 18-year-old thinking my whole college life was ahead of me, that was a huge blow, not only to my future, but my self-esteem. 
Luckily, my mom, the angel that she is, we drew up a plan together. She wanted to move to Colorado, and I wanted to go to CU Boulder. So we petitioned the board for my scholarship to take a year off and transfer my admission to CU Boulder the next year. And thankfully, they accepted, and we did just that. I did my first year of college at a community college outside of Chicago. My mom worked on selling the house that year and moving across country. And so the following May, that's what we did. We packed up my little yellow Chevy Cavalier and drove across country. Luckily, my twin brother Kevin was with me to make the trip a little less boring, and my mom was right behind. And moving to Colorado across the state to a place where I had only once visited, I don't know anyone that lives here, it felt like a pivotal moment in my adult life. This was really where I felt like my life was starting. And I'm sure some of you had that pivotal moment of your own when you were 18, 19, 20, whatever it was. So at this point, I was living in Boulder. I found some roommates on Craigslist. Luckily, they were amazing. And I got a job through some connections as a server. And that was at the Med in Boulder. It was a fantastic restaurant. Unfortunately, it did not survive the COVID shutdowns. But really, that first summer was pretty life-changing. I felt like I was discovering who I was as a person. I was in some pretty uncomfortable situations because I knew no one moving there. I had to put myself out there a lot. I had to seek out new friendships. I was definitely a yes woman at this point. I was saying yes to any opportunity I could to go for a hike, to go out at night, to do the new thing with these friends that I had met through my roommates or I had met at work. And, you know, I actually did end up spending a lot of time alone as well in my room or I went on hikes alone a lot. And at this point, I was starting college my sophomore year and college for me was a whirlwind. I didn't really like school but I knew I had a scholarship to uphold, so I tried my best, even though my best was usually only a B or a C. But some of those bad habits I had in high school kept perpetuating. You know, I was going out all the time. I wasn't prioritizing what I should be. I would show up late for class, late for work. I never really had a standard that I held myself to. And now, I know that was some deep-rooted insecurities, anxieties, fear of abandonment, never feeling good enough, but back then I really had no idea what anxiety or therapy really was. And so I haven't touched on fitness quite yet because it really wasn't a priority for me. I would work out sometimes, only cardio and abs though, and I would go on hikes, but I had no idea what I was supposed to be eating, Fitness was definitely on the back burner, but I knew one thing, that I never felt good enough in my body. So the first winter at CU Boulder, I broke my ankle snowboarding, <laughs> and you can't serve tables when you're on crutches for 12 weeks, but I needed a job, and a fitness club in town was hiring for front desk. So perfect. I could sit there. I could check people in. I didn't have to walk around much. It was perfect. Now, this is where I ended up falling back in love with fitness. And, you know, everyone that walks into the gym, they're happy, they're smiling, they are excited to be there, and the same smiles when they leave. I love the atmosphere, and I love the people that I worked with. And 
right at this time in college, I had started some classes in exercise science. So learning how exercise affects the body while working in the gym was like this match made in heaven for me. And so once my ankle healed, I was able to take some of the workout classes with trainers. I started weightlifting, but only at 9 p.m. when I would shut down the gym and I would be absolutely alone so that nobody could see me work out because I was genuinely embarrassed because I had no clue what I was doing. So I kept that up for most of college, but I was still very inconsistent with working out. I made up a lot of excuses to skip my workouts. I was tired all the time, I was studying all the time, or I was going out. So graduating college is another one of those adult moments where you feel like, okay, I got the degree and now I am this professional adult. But I was far from that. Those same bad habits were sticking around and they were not going anywhere. And just like that, I ruptured my Achilles tendon. So another surgery, another six months in crutches, and holy crap, that was probably the longest recovery of my life. But I got through it thanks to the help of my puppy at the time, Wrigley. I actually got her the week before surgery, and she was a puppy, so we just snuggled all the time, and she definitely got me through it. <laughs> but, Getting after that surgery, doing the same things I was doing previously, I was bartending, I was still working at a gym part-time, but I was definitely feeling that pressure to get that adult job. You know, I was about a year postgraduate and it was like, okay, Gina, like, what are you going to do? And so I did that. I got a job as a general manager at Anytime Fitness near Denver. So I moved to Denver, I started working full time, I had this salary, although I was heavily underpaid for six days of work a week. Um, but it did feel like I was kind of getting it together, in a sense. And during those first few months, I went from inconsistent training to the absolute other end of the spectrum. I was working Monday through Saturday, and so I figured, while I'm at the gym, I have to work out. And so I was working out six days a week. And when I say working out, I mean I was like running three miles a day, I was doing hit circuits, I would work out for 90 minutes minimum because I felt like that was the amount of time that I needed to get a good workout. And I was just doing all of the things. I was managing, I was training at the gym, and at this point I was like, yeah, I'm working out a lot of time. I feel kind of good but I don't feel great. You know, why am I so tired all the time? Why did keto not work to help me lose weight this time? Why can't I stop drinking so much? And why am I binging on pizza every weekend? But the most important question of all is, why do I still hate myself? Now, we all remember March of 2020, COVID shut the world down. I didn't have a secure job. I didn't even have a savings. And what was I going to do? And I'm sure all of you probably asked yourself some of those same questions. And a week later, I had to get yet another surgery to remove my appendix. And I couldn't believe it. Another surgery. Luckily, no crutches this time. But man, it was like every two years at this point was another major surgery. But this specific surgery 
I didn't know it at the time, but it was a blessing in disguise. I was forced to slow down. I couldn't go hard in the gym anymore. I had to rest and recovery or recover. And I did feel like I lost all of my progress, although physically I didn't really make any progress. Um, I knew I needed to change up what I was doing. I felt like when I was going balls to the wall six days a week, it actually probably stressed me out way too much and caused my appendix to rupture. Granted, there's no scientific research behind stress and the appendix, but I think that's what it was. So I knew I needed to change up what I was doing. And during the shutdown is when I did that. I would go into the empty gym since I was the only one with the front door key and I started weightlifting all alone so nobody could see how bad my form was. And it did remind me of those nights in college. And since the gym was 30 minutes from where I lived, I only went about three times a week, and I would actually walk Wrigley every day, those COVID mental health walks. And this is also the time where I had a lot of extra free time since I wasn't working, so I decided to dive into nutrition because I felt like, okay, I've got some of this fitness stuff down, even though I probably didn't, but I'm like, all right, let me dive into nutrition and figure out this side of things because I had a huge history of fad diets, like I'm sure a lot of you, and most recently before that was keto, and I was like, all right, I can't stop eating carbs. This is incredibly hard for me, so let's cut the BS diets and start focusing on what really matters. And so I just took one step at a time and I started eating protein with every meal because I knew protein was important. Protein was going to help with weight training, all of that kind of stuff. And then I started making more meals at home. I started buying more fruits and vegetables. I started drinking more water, just some of those small little things I could start doing every single day. And after a few weeks, I started making some major progress in my workouts. My mental health felt better. I was stronger. I wasn't bloated all the time. I wasn't tired all the time. And my body finally felt a little toned. And I wanted more. I figured if I can change my body through fitness, I knew I could change other areas of my life. You see, this weightlifting routine empowered me. It helped me realize that I have strength, I have discipline, and I could use those skills in other areas of my life. And that is the long-winded story of what I truly believe today and is what is now my mission, is spreading that fitness is a catalyst for personal development. When you focus on this one area, all other parts of your life not only benefit, but can thrive. And today I'm on a journey of self-development, understanding who I am and my core values that I live by. And this podcast will be all about fitness and nutrition as a catalyst for that self-development. I truly believe that when you commit to a healthier lifestyle, you begin to see the spillover into all other areas of your life and the quality of your life drastically improves. You know, your confidence skyrockets, your relationships get better, your productivity starts to improve. So if that's your jam, stay tuned. I love to teach, coach, inspire, and share my story and what has worked for me so that I can help those around me. 
part two of my story is going to be about how fitness propelled me to start my online coaching business and a deeper dive into self-development and where I am today. So that is coming on Wednesday. I'll see you then.